RadioInfluence.com. Hello, pretty ladies. I'm Talia Keen, your host. And I'm Abby Kiefer, your co-host of Instant Pretty Podcast. Well, today we are interviewing Liz Kiefer. Yes. My mom. Your mother. Liz is a licensed nutritionist and certified holistic health counselor that has studied under many big names, such as Deepak Chopra, Chopra Dr. Andrew, Andrew Weil, and Dr. Mercola. Is that correct? Mercola. Mercola. Today, we will be talking about the connection between physical and mental wellness through the use of a clean diet and exercise, plus learn about the benefits of elderberry and CDB oil. Well, welcome. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about your background. So my background is I'm a native of South Tampa, seventh generation Floridian. I grew up in the area. Um, I was trained as an artist, went to USF, and um, later on down the road I decided I'd go back to school and um, learned about integrative nutrition and wellness um, through just happenstances with with me and my life and how I wanted to improve myself. Um, I also teach a pancreatic protocol through Ideal Protein in, um, at Shake It Off in South Tampa. So that's where I am now. I am a forever student, I've learned, which I learned that in my 40s. <laughs> um, so I'm currently enrolled in um, herbalism school to become a registered clinical herbalist. I'm a mom of three. There's one over there, the middle <laughs> one. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So you did, uh, you started the, this holistic practice in about 2010, 2009, is that correct? Well, in 2000, and, let me backtrack a little bit. And um, it's kind of a natural evolution. It wasn't something that I had set out to do. Um, I had um, a diagnosis in when I was 38 years old. Okay. I was told you got precancerous esophagitis. Basically, I had had ulcers as a very young child. From I was anxiety-ridden, okay. worrier, worrier. Um, and so here's your, you know, get a scope. This is what you're going to get. Take this medicine for the rest of your life. And I was like, wow, that, you know, that's kind of interesting. And and at that time, you know, you're left on your own. I knew I didn't want to go down that path, but I, I kind of think I had something inside of me that was naturally put there because I was, I kind of started connecting the doc, dots. I was worn out. I was tired. Um, I was inflamed. You know, I was really burning the candle at both ends. Even though I could do triathlons, I could mom, I could do all these other things, um, I learned that I had a severe adrenal fatigue and exhaustion. And so... Which is more common than yeah. people, people know. <laughs> yeah, and we live in America, and that just kind of seems to be that way. And I had headaches every afternoon. So I kind of started on my own little path. I dabbled with uh, traditional Chinese medicine and um, with acupuncture really not even knowing where that was leading me. Um, but I just, it felt right. And so I, something just kept telling me, go for it, keep doing it. And I, then I was learning how much my body was actually breaking down, that it was just kind of, oof. So a little bit further in my studies of myself, I now I hadn't been in school yet. I hadn't done that. Um, I was a practicing artist um, doing that, which I loved, and uh, that's in me. But I learned about codependency, <laughs> which was interesting. And, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people's illness comes from lifestyle right. and what we've done our whole life because we don't really know any different gets you to a point to where, you know, your back is up against the wall and you're like, I don't know if I'm coming or going, but I got to figure something out fast. 
So I learned about codependency through this um, through a recovery program. It was a step study in uh, Celebrate Recovery. So I was doing that. I started to change my food because I learned from my acupuncturist, Dr. Zhang, Tampa Bay Acupuncture. She's both MD and you know Eastern and Western medicine, and I love her. I did a seven-layer hair test and all that stuff. So I was learning more about myself, which was like, whoa, it was opening up some really kind of crazy things and learning that I had to slow down, which is not something that I was accustomed to, especially today. You know, we go, go, go. We do all this stuff because that's where we live. Yeah. And having, you know, being a, a, a wife and a mom and a business owner and all that stuff. And then I got to work out. I got to do all these gotta things. I got to look good, but I and I got to go out and I got to do this. I got to keep all the, right. I call. I used to call it like spinning the plates. Yeah. You got to spin the plates. So I um I started looking at my lifestyle a lot differently. Started journaling. Started moving forward. And at the time, my I, I was married and I was doing making improvements on my own. And my husband at the time, he would go work out all the time and he wouldn't change and he wouldn't change. I was like, that is so weird. And um, so I have a very special friend in my life that I learned um, from her through Ideal Protein and Shake It Off in Tampa about a pancreatic protocol because he was working out, he was eating balanced and his body wasn't changing. So I thought, let me take him to them. (laughs) Here, you go over there. So he, you know, was going to do this protocol and I thought, well... I'll need to do it with him because, you know, I'm going to have to cook for him. So this is back in 2008. So I did this protocol. I, it was it's a, it's a removal protocol. So we did like we, a detox. You yeah. Mean? Okay. And it was it's really working with your sugar impact, resetting the body. It's an elimination diet. So there's no fruit, no grain, no dairy, but you're still kept balanced because you keep, you know, s- supplements in there to take to fill the void of the food groups that we're missing. So that was pretty amazing because I loved dairy and I loved, you know, my breads and this and that. And I ate very balanced. And so I did that protocol and I totally morphed myself. I wasn't fat. I wasn't big. I was inflamed. And I was eating completely wrong for my body type. Let me say this. I fully believe that we are all bio and individual and what's going to work for one person isn't going to work for another person. But the root always can go back to one little area like a little reset button and that's our pancreas so i learned that through ido protein and i had to share the word so i started sharing the word and i was like sending people to shake it off in south tampa go there go there and finally i was like you know i can't not help people with this so i got my certification through them to be a health coach so i've been teaching that since 2008 okay So when I was going along the path of helping people to lose weight and reverse type 2 diabetes and um, change the way that their lifestyle was going, I noticed that there was such another large component. There were so many people that just couldn't do it. They couldn't not cheat. They couldn't do some of these other things. A mental aspect. Total mental aspect. And so I was like really interested about it. So I started researching a little bit more and I learned about integrative nutrition. So I enrolled and I um, through to in, through integrative nutrition IIN in 2009, and I completed my coursework in there and was an ambassador for them and I started my own wellness practice in 2010. So when you say integrative nutrition, mm-hmm. it's not only the name of the facility or the yes the the 
certification mm-hmm. process, but it's integrated nutrition. When you're, how did it change those mental blocks that people had? When you say integrated, Absolutely. is it small? Little changes? Yes. Or? So the principles of integrative nutrition um, and the, the it, it's the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And the principles of it all is, is if you looked at, um, it's your whole, everything that you do, everything that feeds you. So we always think of everything that feeds us is comes on a plate, you know, so it's going to be fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and whatever. But it's the things that don't come on a plate that feed us. So it's like having a meaningful spiritual practice. It's um, being okay in your finances. You know, how are you doing with that? How do you feel about your education? How do you feel about your career? How's your home environment? So less tangible. Yeah, it's all those things that feed us that aren't there. Mm -hmm. And so because I had experienced so many people that had a hard time just with the food part. Like, let's all face it, diets fail. Diets suck. Like the first three letters of diet is die. And like, why do you want to do that? And what I liked about the Ideal Protein Protocol is there was a beginning and an end. And a lot of people have a misconception about it that that it's a lifestyle, but it's not. It's a protocol. It's as if you had chemotherapy, they'd say, well, your regime is chemo and then you're done. And then we go on with life. So I started... Um, helping people in my business with looking at all the other aspects of their life and where they were deficient and how could we build that up. And so that's the premise of of my health practice, which is integrative nutrition. How much success would you say you see, I mean, realistic success you see with these people? And do you you check in with people after a while, like a year later, or is there some sort of accountability that people can – can go back on, you know. Yes. Um, with the Ideal Protein Protocol, if I'm just teaching that, I am specifically on that. So we don't do all that other other work. Okay. You know, then some people do choose to work with me in my wellness, which I think is is great because let's just face it, you know, some of the things that I would, would recommend for them because they are nourishing for the body isn't going to be protocol approved. Um, I think everybody should clean up once or twice a year. Mm-hmm give the body a break from crazy things that are going on, press the reset button. But yes, um, regularly, I, I have maintained relationships with clients for over 10 years, going on 11 years now, which is, I love that. And, and that's, it's sustainable change that these people have been able if, to see. Yeah, and you know, this is one thing that I say, maintenance is hard. Maintenance is just hard. Yeah, it's, it's easy to it's get easy in. It's easy to keep sliding back a little. Yeah, here it's there. easy to get in and th- throw yourself in a box and not do anything there, right? And, and you know, don't do that, and you're fine, and then you get your goal. But then if you don't correct that habit that got you there in the first place, you're going to get the same results. So that's where the fork-off happens in wellness. A lot of, you know, so people will finish with me on the protocol, and then we go over here, and we're like, okay, now we're going to do this. And you might decide to be a vegan. How does that look, doing things the correct way? There's a lot of, a lot of miscommunication out there of, you know, I call them junk food vegans and, you know, whatnot. So, yeah, we had a really good mm-hmm. show about that. Yeah. About kind of, she was talk, also talking about, Erin DeMarinas, about it becoming a lifestyle. So it's not just Absolutely. a diet. It's not something you're struggling with or having to focus on. It seems like people, when they focus on diet, it sets them up for failure, for sure. Yeah, and I think that if you, you, you have to look at everything as a bigger picture and not the scale all the time. You know, think about how do you feel? How are you sleeping? How are you relating? How's your migraines? Or are they there? How's your mood? So if you can take a step back and look at the bigger picture, I, we call them the non-scale victories. What does that look like? That's a good one, non, non-scale victories. I like that. And I like to say, you know, Listen to your soul, not the scale. 
what's your soul tell you? And if you can tune in, that's what you'll hear. Bravo. What type of client concerns do you see in your practice? There must be redundancy. I mean, obviously weight loss probably brings a lot of people in through the door. Fatigue. Talk to us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, uh, mostly people come to me because they're seeking weight loss first, um, lack of energy, insomnia, yet they can't, um, they're super tired, yet they can't sleep. They've got hot flashes, headaches, uh, digestive well, issues. Sexual issues as yeah. well. Oh, they don't even want to. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> What's that? Um, people in, tra- in transition. So usually they're coming for a quick fix. I want to lose weight and everything in my life is going to be okay. Right. But soon we learn when you go work. down the rabbit hole. There, it takes some work and you sometimes you have to get really real with yourself. Yeah. Sure. Um, explain to us as if you were a client about the connection between physical and mental well-being. Yeah. Um, well, I, I believe that we can only teach really well what we've experienced. So f- physical and emotional well-being. So one thing that I didn't kind of touch on in the first, first part, um, I did tell you I was not really overweight. Um, I did learn how to take care of myself within Ideal Protein and then through my education. And then that was actually setting me up for where my lifestyle was going, my life was going, because I, I experienced a lot of great loss in a very short period of time. So from 2011 to 2013, I lost seven very important people in my life. And I can tell you now and that if I didn't know how to take care of myself, I would have been a raging lunatic and been so, so sick and so broken. And then I went through a divorce in 2014. So the the connection is huge. If you know how to take care of yourself, it's, it's something that we haven't been taught. We want a quick fix, a magic pill or a silver bullet, but they, they coincide and they connect if you understand why and that we are really a complex, beautiful machine with a heart and you have to nourish all parts of it. And I, I equate it to like having a, a, a three-legged stool. So you have your emotional, you know, your nutritional, and your, your, your spiritual. And if you aren't, all those legs aren't even, and they're out of balance, it's not going to work. I can, ta- I can have the most, you know, person that's going to follow a clean eating plan, and they journal everything, and it's perfect, perfect, perfect. But if their home life is a wreck, and they're their work is a wreck and they don't know how to balance and they don't they don't have outlets, their body will not budge. I just think of a peg leg pirate comes to mind. I don't yeah. know why. It's just a visual that popped yeah. into my mind. It's a peg legged pirate. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. Sparella lives on. It's yes. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. It, because we because if you know, we go to vices, right? And a lot of it is sugar. What a, Hey, man, who doesn't love some chocolate or some ice cream or the cookie or the cake or this or that? And lots of times, you know, and I always t- I, I, I believe that undigested emotions are weight. Yeah. If we're not digesting life, if we're not doing, if we're just stuffing, stuffing all of our emotions down and we either fill them with food or with drink or with, you know, we were talking about this the other night or with with gambling or shopping or sex or exercise even. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking of when you were uh, speaking earlier about how this person in your life wasn't making any changes. They were exercising regularly. And I thought change really, really occurs. I always notice when I, my fittest is when I'm exercising with intent, like the mental intent of 
fulfilling what I want instead of just going through the motions. Yeah, and, and, and they even say, like, if you're visualizing, like, literally visualizing your muscles yeah. working. and It well, really and, matters. Yeah, it's all mental. Because if you start a diet and you're like, I'm doing this because I have to, you know, I need yeah. to lose weight, then that's you're restricting yourself from all, like, the good that's going to come from it. Same with working out. It's like, oh, I have to do this to be skinny. But it's like, no, I'm doing this because... I'm able to move my body. I'm strong. I'm able, you know, all that jazz. Um, Mom, let's get into <laughs> CBDs. Miss Kiefer. Oh, yes. <laughs> Miss Mom. Um, so CBD has been getting a lot of attention lately for all of its benefits that it claims. What is it? Um, can you explain how it differs from what the average person would think about the side effects of the cannabis plant? Mm-hmm. That's a great question because the, the market's flooded with it right now. Yeah. Um, you got to know what you're getting. You could get snake oil for you, all you know, or a, a bottle filled with coconut oil and maybe just a little bit of stuff. But it's rather new. It was um, discovered in 1992 was the first um, discovery of the endocannabinoid system, which is in our body. And in, um, this was all done in Israel. And, you know, you can look up some really cool research on PubMed.gov. It's all there. But um, by a gentleman in Israel by the name of Raphael Mechalam and um, some other researchers, and they were able to trace the metabolic pathways of THC in the endocannabinoid system. Lots of really, really big words. But this endocannabinoid system is basically some neuropath- little pathways in the body. The cannabis plant has CBD1 and CBD2 molecules that fit perfectly into this little communication pattern system of the body. That al- and there's like over a hundred different points in our body, and it allows our body to communicate. So through the blood system to the nervous system, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm and, imagining, and, right? Well, yeah, and then or well, advice like well, no, we it's we take it in, first. and it comes all the way through the systems, and so and, and the and so the root of endocannabinoid is endocrine. So if okay, you think about sure. that, little hormones. Yeah. So but we've got all of our functions. So our nervous system, our metabolic system, all of these neuropathways that are in the body, and we have so many disruptors. We've got you know we got toxins in the air, right? We put toxins and stuff on our skin, but we're going to do that anyway. But then our food is kind of whacked out. We we sugar crack makes us crazy. We 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 have all of our vices, but then we live in a very 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 again, stressed out society. So we go, 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 go. We do all this stuff and we're pumping cortisol. Our nervous system's out of whack. We work crazy hours. We don't sleep. And sleep is when we rest, repair, sure. regenerate. So this this little endocannabinoid system and this uh, CBD 1 and 2 get in there nicely and they work. Mostly a lot with inflammation of the body. Okay. And so if you trace that back a little bit further, that's going to help with migraines. It's going to help with seizures. Those are blips in the brain. And you can read a lot about the CBD oil with that. Um, it's going to help with mood swings. It's going to help with women with PMS and menopause and perimenopause, those types of things, because we live in an inflamed society. So that's good to know, because there mm-hmm. are a ton of claims out there. Mm-hmm. And just all of what you just said, and you're like, come on, come on. But you claiming that it's really addresses inflammation, which inflammation, inflammation is the starting point of so many issues. Yes. That skin. makes sense to me now. See, yeah. It makes a lot more sense to me. Um, and we'll talk about the skin, too, because I, I'm curious about skin because it's all about delivery system. Mm-hmm. Anything right. topical has to be a nanosphere, a peptide, dehydrated, 
They have patches now, the silicone patches, which help. But it has to be a small enough molecule to be able to penetrate right. to make a difference. Unless you're just talking about inflammation that you can physically see on the surface. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and again, it's not a cure-all. So it's acting like it is, though, in the market right now, in the marketplace. Yeah, well, because that's, that's where people are going to come in with greed, and they want to sell a product. The other thing is you want to know your batches. You want to have papers on it. You want to know, you want to see the labs on it. So again, you could be getting some something and it's it's bogus. Yeah, but it's not exactly, I mean, it's still under the FDA guy. Is it under FDA guys or is it still under the cosmetic it's guys? Consi- yeah, it's because, considered a food. Right. So yeah. that doesn't have a lot of. And, you know, now there's people that want to take it for with the high THC, right? So they want the little hallucinatory effects. But, you know, we, you know, I... I use one that doesn't have any THC. I was under the understanding that most CDB oils do not have the THC strand mm-hmm. in it. So Usually it's um, it can be 0.3, and there's some that has a high THC, you know, um, but 0 to 0.3. The 0.3 will not show up on drug tests. However, if you're seeking, like, major security clearance. Yeah, you might want to. Yeah, you, you know, it's going to be on there. Um, but it's it works with inflammation. Okay. And that's, and if you, if we can trace back so much diseases that are inflammatory causes, you know. But again, it's not a cure-all. So if you do that in conjunction with, what do they always tell you, a healthy diet and lifestyle? (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. So I was just, I was pulling up this Healthline um, report that I was reading the other day. I didn't get to get all the way through it, but it says, well, marijuana and cannabis, it's one and the same yeah, now. I don't even, I don't even you know, say marijuana anymore. Exactly. Just I mean, don't. I used to say the pot because right. I was so out of the freaking <laughs> loop. Yeah, that's literally the My ongoing. daughter's like, the pot? That's an ongoing joke in my family. My mom will always put the in front of stuff. Do you need anything from the Walmart? Have you been on the Facebook? I think it's just like when you push it's a baby a, out, you just start putting the in, your, well, in front of your words. Look, but yeah, but what, what I've do. noticed is it's literally one and the same. And I was reading this article and it dates back as far as 2900 BC that they were using types of marijuana cannabis to incorporate into their health healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. as as much as you can be you know or being chased after (laughs) well I guess dinosaurs weren't around then (laughs) chased after whatever it's just like plant medicine yeah it's been around for thousands yeah, centuries and centuries and centuries squashed down centuries. squashed down over the years from mm-hmm. farm but you pharma. can't patent a plant right yeah so that's the problem yeah you can't patent a plant now they they oh, did monsanto did yeah right. patent a seed well they did in november they did make their first uh, pharmaceutical of synthetic cbd which is used in an epilepsy medicine hmm. that's twenty five hundred dollars a month wow now what does that tell you well <laughs> Tells me that it's uh, big money. Yeah, it's it's big money. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, uh, the legalization of it has been helping. But this is really not what we're talking about. We're not gonna, we're not talking no, about. Yeah, yeah. We're not trying to really get involved in the whole marijuana debate here. We're really just interested in CDB oil is such a uh, a visible product nowadays. And just trying to understand a little bit more. And it was very helpful to hear that you said it. And about I've seen a lot of great people with neuropathy in the so when, where I use it is people that need help. You know, so again, they're not looking for hallucinatory pro- prospects. So redu- reduction of blood sugar, um, definitely inflammation, sleep, insomnia, um, uh, anxiety. It works a lot with anxiety. So tell me about, um, this is a rabbit hole that we're currently okay. going down because this has nothing to do with our notes. But tell me then, 
with <clears throat> certain medicines, it takes a ramping up period. Now with CDB oil, I guess it depends on the percentage, the the way it's ingested or introduced to the body. But for anxiety, are we talking about fairly immediate or and for any types of inflammation, are we talking about weeks that it takes, you know, I, or like a supplement where you have to take it mm -hmm. for a period of time? Is it the same? I love it that you're asking this question because this is one of the big things. You know, it's out there. Let's go buy CBD. Nobody talks about dosing. And so what you would want to do is start smaller, and then you build up. So what you, you want to build it up into your system. So say you have a 750 milligram um, bottle that you're going to take. Uh, you want to do it like about five drops three times a day. And is it sublingually? Meaning sublingually under, under, under the, the tongue. tongue. You want to have something that you, you don't eat 15 minutes before, 15 minutes after. You want to hold it. Okay. And so then it, there's a lot of kooky stuff out there because there's gummies, and then there's this... But if it's going to fight inflammation, why would you suspend it in sugar sure, that yeah. causes inflammation? See what I'm saying? Sure. So, but dosing is, is, is right. Now, for some people who have been experiencing a lot of stress, it'll actually, because it's more of an adaptogen, it'll help to bring them, oh, they feel better. So then it's time to go to bed at night. They're like, ooh. So you'd play oh, around I with see. your own dosing, mm -hmm. you know. So it's, it's so it keeps them more alert. Yeah, and so you might you might do that last dose in the afternoon, you know, or at nighttime, maybe two, two or one, depending on what strength. So the, typically you're going to find like a two fifty, a five hundred, seven fifty, a fifteen hundred, and it comes in a liquid form. <laughs> That's that will be a, a tincture. Dropper. Okay, and say those say those structures again, five to seven drops sublingually. Yeah. So say if you took a if you took a seven fifty milligram. You would want to do, you know, three to five drops morning, noon, and night. Okay. If you had something that was on the higher spectrum, like a fifteen hundred or twenty-four, you don't need that much. So you maybe would do two drops. Okay. You know, so it depends on what strength, and that's the other thing. You always want to make sure that you're purchasing from a company that's going to tell you your dosing. Right, and that's the other thing. Where do people find this? Like a reputable? Is it again where anything that's reputable? You ask a friend, or you, how do you how do you find the right facility? You would. I I personally don't buy anything at the grocery at the gas station. You know, <laughs> you don't eat where you buy your gas, so just don't go buy supplements there either, including fudge. <laughs> I'm shouting out to Zach. Zach bought uh, fudge one time on our travels to Atlanta, and I was like, "What the hell are you buying fudge for?" It was this beautiful little box, but the gas station was disgusting. Ooh. He had salmonella poisoning for seven oh. days after that fudge. So. Good point. Do not buy your Don't. CDB oil Don't at a gas station. At the gas station, but <laughs> gas. <boiled> peanuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, her and her boiled peanuts. She's got a good source, though, right across the street. Yeah. She, yeah. She's got a trusted source mm -hmm. of boiled nice. peanuts at the gas station. Yeah. Um, what about animals? Can they benefit from they CDB They can. Yeah, you know how you get a dog that might have, like, freak out at fireworks or this or that. Yeah, I give my dogs. My dogs have little dog treats. That um, I can put that in. Um, so you just add a dropper to their treat? No, it's actually a dog oh. treat. They make dog treats that have it in it. What brand do you use? Docs. Okay. Medicinal. So it's just online. Mm -hmm. I can find it. Well, I, I mean, I have it at the clinic, but yes, you can you can do that there. Um, 
but it's 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 good. We know exactly what it is. The labs are the labs are the labs, and you should be able to trace it back. And there they are. And you know, you don't want a label that's you know taped on there. You know, right. you want and batch numbers are good to know because they should be able to go and tell you when it was made, what it is. But it um, for animals, yes, it helps with dogs and pets that might have you know hurting hips as they age. You know, that have anxiety, uh, you know, itchies, that type of stuff, because some sometimes those things are connected to the nervous system as well. But again, it all kind of goes back into inflammation for sure. Do you think vets are starting to embrace the CDB oil? Yeah. More and more. For... See it a lot. Would Definitely. You, would Rex, do you get Rex on that train? <laughs> mm-hmm. His, his grandma will give him some good. I'll give him some good treaties. Yeah, Rex is Abby's <laughs> son. Most precious her, gem of a man. I love him so uh, much. Uh, <laughs> his little, her little furry son. Um, all right, let's talk about elderberry. Okay. What is it all about? Well, you and your brother and sister were raised on elderberry. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> I have to keep it professional for the podcast. You know? I know you were. <laughs> Pretend I don't I know, know what I'm talking about, but yeah. I'm a proud yeah. product of elderberry. So elderberry has been around for many, many centuries and forever and ever and ever. Uh, it is It boosts the immune system, so the Latin word is sambuca. That's what it is. Oh. Sambuca. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's good to know. Gin. <laughs> some, <laughs> some of gin's gin is made with elderberry. It's a plant. It's for real. Um, it grows into about it's thirty. For f- real. <laughs> it's for real. It grows into like a thirty-foot tree thing. You can different parts of it are used for different things. So the berry, um, like I said, is sambucus. Uh, it's been used in decades in our house. Um, my kids would call it voodoo juice. So if they kind or if they were starting to say, "Oh, I feel a little, my throat hurts," or they'd start to come down with a little something, they'd line up and I'd give it to them. And so you'd give them elderberry, though, mm-hmm. right? I give them elderberry not extract or syrup. <laughs> well, that's the Latin name for the elderberry. Okay, but not the I, liquor that okay, you're I'm thinking, thinking of. of. <laughs> and I always thought that was licorice based, but okay. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So it's sambucus. S-A-M-B-U-C-U-S. So um, it's an immune booster. It will shorten the duration of colds and flus by um, boosting the immune system. You want to take it at the onset. Um, It's been around since the Ice Age. You know, they find traces of seas back to Neolithic um, Switzerland, you know, that type of, you know, Vikings and stuff. Um, Is it a Roman time? I'm sorry, is it considered an antioxidant then if it's an immune booster or no? Well, it it has vitamin A and C and potassium and stuff, so it just gives boost to that. So, you know, way, way, way back centuries, women were the doctors and the nurses and the pharmacists of their home. So they could go out and they could pick elderberries and they could put make it's called a rob. You could keep a rob on the on the fire Hmm. and you could make a rob and they could take that and add it to water, whatever they're drinking and drink it, you know, so. It's just been around for keeping everybody healthy. It's got beta carotene in it. So it is. It's an antiviral, anti-flu, helps with, you know, viruses. So herpes and shingles and that type of stuff. The flowers are a different part. They're a mild laxative. um, So you would be careful of that. But you're not, the stuff that you're buying isn't going to, you know, have the flower part. But it's also a decongestant. So, but um, it's done by harvesting the berries. So they have to always be cooked. Okay. So it could either be, you know, if, if, if it's a dried berry. And I create my own elderberry um, from dried berries that are organic, and they're harvested. And so I, um, they're cooked, 
So you boil them? You never boil them. You cook it over a really low and let it do its thing for a while. And then you can mash it and strain it. And then at that point, you know, once you reduce the, you know, the heat a little bit, then you can, I'll add in some, maybe some cinnamon or clove, orange peel, ginger. Those are just all nutritive and warming for the body. It is... um, it will bring on a fever if a fever is getting ready to happen, which is good. Okay, and that's, so it accelerates it all mm-hmm. to come out. Yeah, faster. and we, sure. we want that because sure. fever fights fights infection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you would take it and then you mash it and then you strain it. Um, and if at that point, it could be bottled or kept Is this something that you take daily or is it something when you only are starting to feel a little under the weather? By at cold and flu season, I take it daily. I do take it daily, so I take about one tablespoon a day. At the onset of illness, then you want to take about three or four times a day. Okay. Mm-hmm. How does it taste, Abby? It's not that bad. I've had my mom's. Yeah. Yeah, it's like sweet. But I, I think because of the way I was raised, I was, I was exposed to a lot of things that I don't like. I think green juice, like green juice smoothies, are mm-hmm. tasty. But some of my friends would be like, "Oh, it tastes like grass." But anyway, elderberry is super sweet. Um, Mom, yeah, babe. what do you see in the future of alternative care? Oh, I see it growing so much. I think people are getting way smarter. I think that they are open. I think that they are, um, especially with, you know, the growth of the Internet. <laughs> the, the don't But don't Dr. Google everything. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but there's a lot of really good information as far as I see a lot of, of workshops branching out from alternative health that helps people to understand more i think um you know i see it growing uh modalities you know within whether it's reiki or chiropractic or you know people are getting more aware and awakened so i think it's definitely going to be growing i see plant medicine growing largely i think people are kind of getting a little over some some of the way things are done with with pharmaceuticals and knowing that when they read something this is the side effect. No, that's the effect of what that does. <laughs> I see. Yeah, makes a good Th- point. That's what it does. Um, so, I, and I think that people, I, I, uh, as far as it growing, people are becoming more preventative. For sure. You know? And I, I think it's beautiful. I think it's wonderful because we can, uh, people are tuning in more to their body instead of waiting for an emergency to right. band-aid a mm-hmm. situation. Um, Great. Want to ask that final question there? I, I thought this was cute, so when I was doing um, a little research on you. So my mom has started a new blog yeah. called. Is it really a blog? I mean, well, it's more of just I'm trying to figure out what, I, what it is. It's just like I always have found myself because people come to me, just show me how to lose weight. I'm here to lose weight. I want to lose weight. And I'm like, they're like, just if I need to eat boiled chicken and broccoli all day long, I'll do it. And I always say to people all the time, you know, because I'm looking at the bigger picture, I'm like, you know, this is bigger than broccoli, right? <laughs> I you love know? that. You have some childhood trauma that you're fighting <laughs> off that you won't yeah. address. Hey, could you just write what your thoughts are? Maybe cry a little bit, you know, but it's bigger than broccoli. So, yeah. Um, so that's I, the name of your... Yeah, bigger than broccoli. Your, bro- uh, your mm-hmm. blog, your broccoli because, blog. <laughs> you know, because I believe that, you know, our, our wellness, our health is... It's the outside. What are you doing on the outside? The inside. What are you putting in? What are your thoughts? Because your your cells hear all your thoughts. Right. And the inside. How are you doing to process it all? So it's bigger than broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So where can where can the listeners find that? You can find that on Instagram at bigger than broccoli. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> yeah. And I've been on Facebook for a long time as Ultimate Food Coach. So it's kind of funny. So it's like I went to do my name change, and they're like. Well, 
uh, they denied it because it has nothing to do with what I'm doing. I'm like, nobody understands what it is. So I'm in an appeal right now, but Liz Kiefer on uh, Facebook. Yeah, but Bigger Than Broccoli, I think, is yeah. intriguing. Mm-hmm. It's provocative. What is Bigger like, Than Broccoli? Like, what's What right? is Than Broccoli? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I, I Thank made you. me smile. Yeah, I, it makes me smile it. too. So I was trying to search for you the other day to do a little bit more research, and uh-huh. I was like, "Why is this bigger than broccoli? Keep showing up. Like, where's where's Liz? <laughs> <laughs> like, you need there. to do like this little mascot or something. Right? I should or show up in broccoli suits, broccoli, or dancing <laughs> broccoli, don't. sign spinner. <laughs> She's still my mom. <laughs> sign spinner. <laughs> I'll spin a big broccoli. broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. No, yeah, that, that can I'm okay be your, with that. That can be your um right later. You know, your afternoon job or something. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll find some things for her to do to avoid that. <laughs> She'll keep me busy. I'm sure. That's good. All right. Well, you want to do some rapid fire? We're going to do rapid fire. So this has kind of become a tradition now. On I our like it. I love seventh this. episode. Is this our seventh episode? Yes, our seventh Ooh-hoo. episode. Um, it's been very city centric. Uh, a lot of these rapid fires that we've asked about our our last um, with, through our last guests, but this one is really I wanted to kind of bring it much more back to like a personal rapid fire scenario for you. So we're really not asking you about where you love to go in Tampa. Okay. Um, not well, because well, good because she lives in St. Pete. Well, right, right. That would be totally. I was like, where am I going to lunch? Totally cheating. <laughs> but um, I came across the bridge for you. Anyhow, this is a little bit slightly more customized for you. So, yeah. all right. Favorite morning routine. Okay, um, my favorite morning routine before um, I get up early, early. I wake early, but I always go to gratitude before I get out of the bed. I'm like going through a gratitude in my head. Um, I love. I do warm lemon water every morning. Um, oh, we're we're asking the questions here. This is oh, still oh, my this morning is routine. Of, okay. <laughs> I was like, it's kind of long. beverages are next one. I'm like, don't you dare skip ahead, girl. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> then I have like a little prayer and meditation time. I'm still in my morning. Wow, yeah. right. that's why she has um, to wake up early. She has a lot of stuff to do. You're so perfect. Yeah, and I no because I have to make room in my heart for everybody because I'm not perfect. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So, um, and then uh, I have my tea, and um, and because I need a couple hours to get going so I might journal or write a little something and but yeah that's that's my morning that's my go-to routine how much favorite beverage any time of the day it doesn't have any to be just yeah. I love I drink tons of water all the time but I love teas like a lot of different teas loose leaf teas or I drink herbal mate in the morning but tea 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 do you have a certain brand that you prefer mm, I don't know really know how to say it so good it's the one in the yellow um, bag white Guayaraki or something, but I do the loose leaf kind okay. in the French press. I like the whole ritual of it, nice. and then um, I'll just do, like make my own teas mm-hmm. with different, you know, like rose hips and little cinnamon, you know, whatever I want to kind of blend up together. Do they have elderberry tea? Is there like a loose leaf? It would not taste very good. Yeah, a little bitter. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the the leaves were actually used in poultices for uh. in, during the Civil War. I mean, you could you, you could make that for wound care. I don't think I'd I'd eat it. Or okay. drink ingest the leaves, only the berry. Um, what's your f- favorite spice for cooking? Garlic. <laughs> <laughs> no vampires Yum. here. No vampires. Yum. Um, favorite essential oil? Oh, I love uh, frankincense and uh, Palo Santo. What is the second one? Palo Santo. Palo Santo. Yeah. What it, is it's that? A, it's it's a tree as well. It would be a resin, but they're both very um, very grounding. Woodsy. Woodsy. Yeah, I'm much more of a spice. Yeah. She's she's always had like a good like musky smell. All of her perfumes have been like 
heavy musk. Why does your face get all crinkled when you say that? <laughs> musky. Because that's just the way you have to say it with the, Ooh, with the word. Musky. Makes me sound like a... <laughs> musky. Like a, like a cowboy. I, I don't know. I'm like, oh, you're the musky. I don't, let's just say spicy or earthy. Yeah, earthy. <laughs> earthy is appropriate. Musky sounds little. <laughs> little gang. <laughs> <laughs> How about your favorite mantra? Do you have one? I do. I do. Um, if uh, I have two of them, but um, if you change the way that you look at things the things that you look at change. I like that one. And um, that you can always find something beautiful in everyone. Um, Again, you're just so damn perfect. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. But in another one is, I, I just thought of, I remember when I went to India and everybody was going namaste. And I was I'm like, why is everybody namaste me everywhere? <laughs> you forgot you were in India? Yeah, but I was like, because we just always, everybody at here, yoga. you do it at yoga. But it's like, you know, the light in me recognizes the light in mm. you. And that's just their general like, hey, how you doing? Like, how great is that? They say that every, like a million times a day. Like, okay. Isn't that nice? Um. Favorite exercise? Um, yoga. I think so. I broke up with running a few years ago, and then you and I were going to do a run. We didn't, but I'm actually going to run. Uh, I'm, I'm running again because I'm doing the Skyway 10K. Oh, when is that? Oh, girl, it's on uh, March 3rd. Jesus. I'm only doing weeks. it because it's... You're uh, in Iceland for training for that one. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be training in Iceland. I go to Iceland on Thursday. I saw that. Yeah, cool, right? Oh, don't run in Iceland. You I'm not going to run in Iceland. Slip. Are you kidding me? <laughs> with my clamp-ons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't so in myself. two weeks, gotta do I dare? I might join you. For yeah, that. it's fun. It's fun because they bus us to the other side of the skyway, and you run up and over it, and then you run into the um, to Tropicana Field. Let me know because I've got somebody that can give you their bib. Okay, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I should just do it. Yeah, just do it. I did the one in Savannah, and it's it's not as high as the skyway, granted, but it is long. Yeah, that's yeah. like my worst fear. I hate the skyway. It's like, oh, I don't know. Makes me want to throw up. Um, what is your favorite <laughs> supplement? Magnesium. Mm, God. Love me some that magnesium. That is just like the word of the week in my house. Magnesium. Mm-hmm. What does magnesium do for you? So magnesium keeps smooth things smooth, like your muscle mass, your digestive tract, but also your nerves. And we don't get enough magnesium because we don't crop rotate. It's a mineral that comes from the earth. We need it. It like regulates heartbeat and helps with nerve firing. It does all these really cool things. Helps you to sleep. Too much of it, you can get a little bit loose down there. You know, loose indigestion too. Does it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, magnesium it, potassium combination, mm-hmm. right? And it helps just with acid you know, keep, reflux mm-hmm. and. What's your favorite there. source of magnesium? What do you like to take? I like calm. I like oh, I calm love powder. calm. I did that during yeah. pregnancy, and I swear it took yeah. all of my heartburn away. And, and, and it's great for and like... it's tasty. It's tasty, and you know, my clients who have a hard time sleeping, I'm like, because they're really, really stressed out, you know, they're full of cortisol, they're adrenally yeah. fatigued, just do some calm at night. And they're like, oh. So it comes in a powdered form. You're able mm-hmm. to find that easily. Yeah. At, well, Any I mean, I don't know if it's store? at Publix, but it's definitely like a Whole Foods. Sprouts. Whole Foods. Sprouts has um has the little individual little sample packets, oh, they do. so you don't have to commit to getting the full one. One yeah. time when I was traveling, I went and got a bunch because I didn't want to bring like my my tub of calm with me. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. It's I great. love that product. Good call on that one. Yeah, that's my fave. Favorite book? The Four Agreements. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then anything by Brene Brown. Anything by Brene Brown. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite podcast? 
You better answer this thrice. Right. Pretty. <laughs> We've got a knife to her neck, throws, <laughs> folks. <laughs> we have a knife to her neck. <laughs> but, all right. Besides instant pretty. Yeah, besides in, instant pretty. Because yeah. you did say you were a podcast nerd. I'm a, I'm a, I, I live in my own nerdiverse. Best. I live in my nerdiverse. I mean, that's where I, I live. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Um, I um, The Unruffled Podcast. What's that about? So that's about um, going through recovery with creativity so whatever you're in recovery from and i think okay. everybody's in recovery from something or should be you know yeah why not <laughs> and it's just it's these amazing women sandra and tammy that just talk like one's in california and one's in austin texas and they talk and they have really cool guests on the show and it's all women that talk about their story nice and i think you'd really like it i'm definitely gonna check yep. that out the unruffled podcast so the last um, rapid fire, I mean, we haven't been going too rapid fire, but no. what's your favorite way to unwind? I love to garden. I love to work in my yard. I love, yeah, I love that. And then I like to be outside. So the beach, we're just being out in nature is my, my jam. Excellent. I'll go over to her house and she'll be like, come look at my garden. <laughs> she has this beautiful, like, just the cutest backyard and she'll be walking she's like you see this plant I'm like hmm she like takes a leaf off she's like you can eat it and she starts like shoving like random leaves <laughs> in her it. mouth she's like this is you can eat this she came over to my house the other day we were walking up the steps she's like oh you can eat this she starts <laughs> she eating all these this foliage um, eat the weeds well mom thank you so much for joining us today on instant pretty podcast loads of great information and we wish you the best in the future thank well, you so thank much Liz thank check you, her out ladies. on bigger than broccoli yep bigger than broccoli what else? Any other platforms that people can find you at? Just my personal Facebook. And again, well, it might still be on Ultimate Food Coach on Facebook, but bigger okay. than broccoli is where I go. Or if oh. you guys can't find her, DM us and we'll get you in contact. That plus, uh, and just tell us your location here in South Tampa or in St. Pete. Yeah, I'm in South Tampa at um, Shake It Off at Henderson and Azeal. And then I um, also do, I work with clients via Skype, um, Zoom, FaceTime. Awesome. All private coaching. And then my website, biggerthanbroccoli.com, is under construction. Well, so all right. We'll be there. Well, thank all you right. so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Instant Pretty. Stay pretty, America. Stay pretty. This is a Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence. But joining me today is my really good friend, Stephanie Schwartz of Follow the Pink Mustang. How are you, Stephanie? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm always running late for my flights. I've never missed a flight, but I never spend time in an airport. The last flight I took was to, I went to a food conference in Salt Lake City last May, and I hate to fly. I just, it terrifies me. It's just, I've always been that way. So I always have to have a couple of drinks before I get on a flight. So this time around, I was packing at the last minute, had a couple glasses of wine at home. And when I got to the airport, I really only had about 15 minutes before my flight was boarding. So all I could really do was have a drink at Rumfish. And then I got on my, on my flight. But during that trip, I had I had a very long layover in Denver, so I got to see that airport. And then on my way back to Tampa, my flight was canceled at the last minute. So I ended up having to fly from Salt Lake City to San Diego. And I was stuck in that airport for four hours. And then from San Diego back to Tampa, it was just, it was crazy. But it really made me appreciate how wonderful the Tampa International Airport is. Yes, it's beautiful. And all their upgrades and everything are just amazing what they've done. 
Yeah, so we got to see the the shops at Bayshore. We're actually going back there today. I fell in love with all those little things. It kind of, it really opened my eyes to people that don't live in Tampa and they don't see the beauty that we see every day. And I love how they showcase everything in that one shop we were at, all the different, like the themes of like the ocean and just everything. It was really, really We do cool. take it for granted living 15 minutes away from the beach and getting to see it every day and always seeing all of the surf style and all of their decor and everything. Mm-hmm. And we just walk by it like it's nothing. And then tourists come and are so intrigued and it really showcases all of Right. The locals. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.